Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Yamer by Ram Goldar, and today we're Zerkas Yavamas Daf Tzari, the tenth Parakei Ishtaraba. This is going to be an abbreviated shir. So the three tops we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara continues with Rav Chista attempting to prove Shabbos and Masin Lakor Dabim in a Torah that Basin has the strength to uproot a Torah law. It was taught in a Brisa. Dam Shenit Mevazarka B'Shogeg Hurtza B'Mezid Lo Hurtza. Blood of an offering that became Tame, and the Kohen threw it on the Mizbeach's walls. If he did so B'Shogeg, the offering is accepted, and if he did so B'Mezid, the offering is not accepted. Now, where the blood was thrown B'Mezid, we have a situation where mid the Raisa that sits definitely affects an acceptance of the offering, yet the Rabban said it's not accepted. So that when he brings another offering in its place, he's bringing Chulun into the Azara. The second Korban he brings is technically not a chatas, since the first offering, mid the Raisa, achieved Kapara, and therefore, the person is causing Chulun to be brought into the Azara and having its meat eaten by Kohanim. Rabbi Yosef bar said that the meaning of Lohurza, that the offering is not accepted, is that the meat is not permitted for consumption. When the Gemara responds that the Rabban are still uprooting a mitzvah, since it's a mitzvah the Kohanim to eat the meat, which aids in the owner attaining Kapara, Rabbi Yosef Baruchanina says, Shaba al-Taseshani, the Rabbanan to sit and not take action is different, and not considered a suspension of Torah law. Point number two, Rav Chista attempts another proof of a Bryce of the Tat. The Pasuk teaches regarding a true Navi, Elav Tishmun, to him shall you listen. This teaches that even if he tells you to transgress one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, Kagone Eliyahu Bahar Karmel, as Eliyahu did on Mark Carmel, every case according to the needs of its time, obey him. We see from here that the Torah permits suspending Torah law even in the form of an active transgression. Rubber responded that here it's different, for the Pasuk states, to him shall you listen, referring specifically to a Navi. When Rav Chissa suggests we should derive from here that the Rabban are permitted to do so as well, Rabbi answered, Migdar Milsashani, doing something to prevent rampant sinning is different, such as in this case, where many Jews were worshipping Avodah Zarah. And pointing between the Mishnah state that if the woman's first and second husbands were Kohanim, neither this one or that one may become Tame becoming in contact with her corpse. The Gemara asks from where this is derived, and answers that the Pasuk states regarding who a Kohen may become Tame for, except for his flesh, who is closest to him. And it said, his flesh is a reference to his wife. But it's also written there, a husband among his people should not contaminate himself for one who desecrates him. So we can infer from these two psukim that there is a husband who becomes Tame for his wife, and there is a husband who does not become Tame for his wife. How so? He becomes Tame for his kosher wife, referred to as his flesh, and he does not become Tame for his apostle wife, referring to the one who desecrates him. Since this woman in our mission is prohibited to her husband, who is a Kohen, because of adultery, even when unintentional, he may not become Tame for her. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara continues with Rav Chista attempting to prove that Basin has the strength to uproot a Torah law. It was taught in a Braisa. Blood of an offering that became Tame, and the Kohen threw it on the Mizbeach's walls. If he did so Bishogeg, the offering is accepted, and if he did so Bemezid, the offering is not accepted. Now, where the blood was thrown Bemezid, we have a situation where mid the Raisa, that since definitely affects an acceptance of the offering, yet... The Rabban said it's not accepted. So that when he brings another offering in its place, he's bringing Chulun into the Azara. The second Korban he brings is technically not a Chatas, since the first offering, mid the Raisa, achieved Kapara, and therefore, the person is causing Chulun to be brought into the Azara and having its meat eaten by Kohanim. Rabbi Yosef bar said that the meaning of Lohurza, that the offering is not accepted, is that the meat is not permitted for consumption. 
When the Gemara responds that the Rabbana are still uprooting a mitzvah, since it's a mitzvah the Khan to eat the meat, which aids in the owner attaining kapara, Rabbi Yosef Rochanina says, Shaba al-Taseshani, a Rabbanan to sit and not take action is different, and not considered a suspension of Torah law. Point number two, Rav Chista attempts another proof of a brace of the taught. The Pasuk teaches regarding a true Navi, a love tishmun. To him, shall you listen. This teaches that even if he tells you to transgress one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, as the Eliyahu did on Mark Carmel, every case according to the needs of its time, obey him. We see from here that the Torah permits suspending Torah law even in the form of an active transgression. Rubber responded that here it's different, for the Pasuk states, to him shall you listen, referring specifically to a Navi. When Rav Chisa suggests we should write from here that the Rabban are permitted to do so as well, Rabbi answered that Migdar Milsashani, doing something to prevent rampant sinning, is different, such as in this case, where many Jews were worshipping Avodah Zarah. And pointing between the Mishnah state that if the woman's first and second husbands were Kohanim, neither this one or that one may become Tameh becoming in contact with her corpse. The Gemara asks from where this is derived and answers that the Pasuk states regarding who a Kohan may become Tameh for, Kimo except for his flesh who is closest to him. And it said, She'ero zo ishto, his flesh is a reference to his wife. But it's also written there, A husband among his people shall not contaminate himself for one who desecrates him. So we can infer from these two psukim that there is a husband who becomes Tameh for his wife, and there is a husband who does not become Tameh for his wife. How so? He becomes Tameh for his kosher wife, referred to as his flesh, and he does not become Tameh for his apostle wife, referring to the one who desecrates him. Since this woman in our mission is prohibited to her husband, who is a Kohen, because of adultery, even when unintentional, he may not become Tameh for her. All right, so now we go to our Simon Duff Tzadi, and this Simon was suggested to us by David Levine from Thornhill, Ontario, which is right next to Toronto, and by Nathaniel Yankala from Clifton, New Jersey. They both suggested Tzadi is a tzedakah box. So tzedakah box is the Simon. So here goes. The tzedakah box, which got splattered with tummy blood that a Cohen intentionally threw at the Mizbeach, was taken to a Navi bringing a one-time offering on a mountain, who told them to bury it next to the lady whose two Kohanim husbands did not become tummy for her. Once again, in slow motion. The tzedakah box, tzedakah box, that must be one duff, tzadi. The tzedakah box, which got splattered with tamay blood, that a Kohen intentionally threw at the Mizbeah, which reminds us where his attempts to prove Shebasin Masin Lankro Davar Minatora, that Basin has the strength to uproot a Torah law from a case where a Kohen intentionally threw tamay blood, where it was taught, Urhutza, the offering is not accepted, even though Midaraisa it is, and this will lead the Kohen to bring a second carbon, which is technically Chulun, into the Azara. The more answer is that lo hurtza means that it's not eaten by the Kohanim, and suspending that is a shaval tase and is not considered a suspension of Torah law. So the tzedakah box, which got splattered with tummy blood that a Kohen intentionally threw at the Mizbeach, was taken to a Navi bringing a one-time offering on a mountain, which reminds us, Rav Chista attempts another proof from a Bryce that taught the Pasuk teaches regarding a true Navi, Elav Tishma'un, to him shall you listen, which teaches that even if he tells you to transgress one of the misses of the Torah, as Eliyahu did on Har Carmel, every case, according to the needs of his time, obey him. So we see from here the Torah permits suspending Torah law, even in the form of an active transgression. Rabbi responded that here it's different, but the Pasuk says, Elav Tishmun, to him shall you listen, referring specifically to a Navi. So the tzedakah box, which got splattered with tummy blood that a cone intentionally threw at the Mizbeach, was taken to a Navi bringing a one-time offering on a mountain, who told him to bury next to the lady whose two Kohanim husbands didn't become tummy 
for her. Which reminds us, the Mishnah said that if a woman's first and second husbands were Kohanim, neither this one or that one may become Tame by coming in contact with the corpse. The one asked from where this is derived, and the answer is the Pasuk states regarding who a Kohen may become Tame for, except for his flesh, who is closest to him, and it was said, his flesh is a reference to his wife. But it's also written there, a husband among his people should not contaminate himself for one who desecrates him. So we can insert from these two psukim that there's a husband who comes tummy for his wife when she's a kashera, and there's a husband who does not become tummy for his wife when she's a basula. And since this woman in our mission is prohibited to her husband, who's a kohen, because of adultery, even when unintentional, he may not become tummy for her. So once again, that siddaka box which got splattered with tummy blood that a kohen intentionally threw at the mizbeach was taken to a navi bringing a one-time offering on a mountain who told them to bury it next to the lady whose two kohanim husbands didn't become tummy for her. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Mzichu wishing you a great day and great learning.